You're listening to The Happiness Hub, part of the Redshift Community Podcast Network with me, Liz Parkin. And me, Kedron Elliott. Every episode, we'll share top tips on how to get happy and stay happy. So listen in, get involved and be happy. Hello, you're listening to The Happiness Hub with me, Kedron Elliott, and my host, co-host, Liz. I always get... You always, always stumble up. over this, don't, don't you? I don't know what to call her. My gin drinking buddy... It's me, Liz Parkin. How are you doing? I'm all right, thanks. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you very much. So we should point out that we are recording this the week before Christmas. Mm. In fact, Christmas is a week tomorrow, but you are going to be hearing this oh after God, Christmas. It's a week tomorrow. So we could pretend and say, have you had a nice Christmas, my dear? <laughs> had a lovely Christmas. I was obviously a very good girl this year. <laughs> did you enjoy your vegan turkey? <laughs> I did. Did you, did, you, did you cook it to perfection <laughs> always yes i had a lovely christmas as well uh, <laughs> <laughs> but hopefully we'll be back maybe we'll have to do a zoom recording during the christmas yeah, break well, i was thinking about because we've said about doing listeners questions and i've yes. racked up quite a few bits and bobs about not only questions that people had because a lot of people wanted to know a bit more about nlp so that'll be over to you liz but also things that make them happy yeah and we talked about it i think um on our last podcast but the majority of people who said about what makes them happy is just getting outside yes being in nature going for a walk you know just getting out and doing a little bit of exercise so we'd love to hear from people about that we, sort of things. We've been really rubbish at doing our homework, haven't we, of late? So maybe we should make that our homework, that during our Christmas holidays, we get out and walk. Well, I do actually with a dog, but everybody, everyone that's listening to this, we want you to get outside for at least half an hour every day during I, I your did Christmas. Last, last weekend, I was so inspired by Hannah that we had on the previous week. I went out for a run one day and hadn't been out for a run for about two weeks. And then David and I went to the seaside, Silverdale, oh. and just walked there. It was really muddy, yeah. but it was like one of those winter days where it's bright and it's sunny but cold how is the seaside muddy there's like a coastal path oh i see yeah. right yeah of it's, course. Po- it's not probably the seaside it's more like of an in- inlet <laughs> <laughs> it's an inlet yeah out there, i don't know went for a walk in an inlet <laughs> we were worried about getting stuck in the sand at some point but uh, we were fine it was lovely oh lovely jubbly shall we introduce our guest yes. you can introduce uh, our guest today i think oh, you've known ben for a while can i yes can i shall i introduce you as to how i first was introduced to you or how we first i've got a feeling where this is gonna go but yes go i'm intrigued go may i please introduce ibitha ben <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. I used tell to, us, tell us more. Well, I used to, I used to live in Ibiza, and I used to DJ in Ibiza, which mm. makes me sound so much cooler than I actually. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I used to teach back in the day; but the students loved it. But I was like, I'm not that cool. I'm not that good a DJ. I was just, I just loved music, so I, I used to just uh, play great music. But mixing that, wick, wick, wah, I wasn't, <laughs> yeah, I was not great at. You, ben came into my life. At a point, I'll never forget when I met you the first time I met you because you you came along to Redshift, and and I Redshift was. As it, it's always been the the love of my life and the bane of my life, and in, e- in <laughs> I equal measure, <laughs> yeah. And it was a point where I was thinking, oh my life, this is really like there's all sorts of things going on. I just need somebody. Come on, universe. Come on, universe. Something needs to happen. Something needs to change. And there he was. Ibiza Ben arrived well, back that. in crew after a little stint on the uh, decks in Ibiza. Do you know, I literally lived across, not even across yeah. the road, I literally could have been in the studio in 30 seconds. Yeah, That's how yeah. close I was to the studio. He is, he's like, you know, sense. Craig now is around the corner from us. Ben was oh, yeah. like, a, he was our spitting distance uh, buddy for Redshift back in the uh, old studio. So yeah, Ben, you came into our lives with a full of energy, lots of great, oh, just everything about you was warm and lively and cheery and lots of great experiences and all the students and kids loved you because you were just so cool yeah but that's really nice the thing is i think it's just because as i've got older i've chosen to it sounds so cheesy and cliche but to enjoy life more yeah and it's so nice to hear lovely comments i always nearly makes me cry but i won't because i just like i'm like everyone else we all go through ups and downs life happens to us but i always try my best to go like what can i take from this and i think that is what i've slowly got into more and more not just a whimsical everything's great and you know the happy police but the idea of kind of just going, okay, this isn't great. What can I do from it? And allow those emotions and come through it and just take the best from it and just yeah. play more. I think as I've got older, I play more. I have fun more. Um, I know we were talking before about, I heard you say about, you know, going outside totally, but there's so many things we can do that mm. I've realised that are free and we just don't do. Yeah, and yeah, And we get absolutely. lost in like boring adultness, seriousness yeah. of Yeah, oh, nobody life. likes that. Yeah, but we do it and that's Listen, why. Listen, I don't. <laughs> Good. 
That's why I think people like drink and people look forward to Halloween, people look forward to Christmas, people look forward to like the holidays abroad is because we get to act like children again. We get to mm. play and we get permission to do it. And I think that we, why do we need permission to enjoy life? And yeah. I think, and especially in these times where we kind of like, oh, we can't have fun, it's, you know, but why can't we amongst this? And I think, so, so go back to your point, I think I just, that DJ thing fell on my lap. Like the truth is people go to Ibiza, they take their bags, they take their decks, they take their, their vinyls, they take their CDs. I went literally with a, a suitcase, no music. And then I saw a job that said barman slash DJ. So I thought it was a barman or a DJ. So I just went, I went oh, I've come for the barman job. They said, uh, oh, it's a barman and a relief DJ. So you DJ one day a week and the rest of the time you would uh, just be at work behind the bar. And I was like, oh, God. Now, I used to be a blue coat at Ponnings. So I used to like, <laughs> you're probably, yeah, sorry. Uh, so, so like dressed as a crocodile and stuff. And um, I loved it. I did bingo. Um, so I did a little bit of like, like when I say DJing, like like playing steps, mixing into Spice Girls, mixing into Macarena. It wasn't like it was just like literally, as you know, over the button, just switching them. Hardly DJing. But I found out later that they liked me. They liked lovely comments. She said they liked my energy. They liked who I was. So they they decided they'd take me on and train me to DJ. And because I'd done music and I could hear beats, they I spent two weeks. So every I'd work every night. Then in the day I'd practice DJing. And then two weeks later I did my first deck session. And then I got and it, I found out later it was one of the best bars in Ibiza and actually they end up sponsoring no, my did, dance yeah, shows yeah, yeah. Yeah. and they used to listen every week meant I, to be. I saw the guy when we had all, when we locked when we came out the last lockdown we were allowed to meet people outside I went over and met them and uh, they were telling me that they used to listen to the show every week after they yeah. cleaned up <laughs> but yeah so that was it so I fell into that like I did not find the DJ and then end up DJing more each they asked me to DJ a few more nights and eventually I was a full time DJ so I don't know that come about but, uh, and then I came back and then I was here yeah and that was it. The rest is history. So uh, we actually lost you, Ben, though, because of one of your interviews. Somebody you interviewed on the, the show got you quite interested in <laughs> performing I, even more. Oh, my more. God. I completely forgot. Yes, he did take me. He did steal me away. Yes. Yeah, so I organised an interview fault. with you. with Because uh, we used to organise our own interviews. That's right. And in about, in the two years I was with you, only about four times you gave me someone to interview. Yeah. Because obviously it's a bit cringy and it sometimes when you, even people to interview and you don't really know, like, <laughs> interview this guy about pies. I'm like, oh, great. I don't really know anything about pies. <laughs> but when it's your guest, you've got an interest in what they do and you, you know. So this guy was the, uh, he ran a local musical theatre company. And back in the Pontins days, he used to sing as well a little bit. And he was like, off air, we were chatting. And I was like, I miss, I miss singing. Do you, have, do you need any voice? He was like, we are always after men. They're like gold dust. So I auditioned and then got in and then started doing shows and rehearsing five nights a week. So then. That's it. Um, what sort of thing were you doing? apparatics. What sort of thing? Yeah, what sort of thing were you doing? So we did, I was, so firstly, I was in his, like a concert at the Lyceum, but then I've been, since then done Hairspray. I, I was Corny Collins in Hairspray, but one of my favourite roles, which yeah, Elise came to see. That. Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Oh, Greece was brilliant. Greece yeah. was on twice. It got, yep. it was really good reviews. So that work came on twice. I did Oklahoma, Greece, Hairspray, Sister Act, um, Little Shop of Horrors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus Christ Superstar won like best it's the one we won, yeah, won best musical um, in the Northwest last year. Brilliant. So I was just a little roll of the back. But that's fine by me. <laughs> I was supporting the rest. But yeah, I just love it. And I just love performing and singing and it was just good fun. And the great thing is the vast majority of people on that stage do it for the fun of it. We know we're not West End stars. We just do it because we love it. But we want to go on that stage and do a good job. Yeah. But off stage, we laugh and muck about. And now they're some of my best friends, genuinely. Like, mm. I'm uh, best men, best man to one of them. Do you know what I mean? It's amazing. So, and, and that's all from Liz going, can you interview this guy? I'm like, oh, <laughs> go on then. <laughs> it's been so lovely. As much as I was so sad that you did leave Redshift, I just loved watching you grow and develop and I could see your friendships forming and I could see just you absolutely flourishing off in a different direction and that was lovely to see but that's thanks to you and again it's turning a bit around on you but this is the things that you do as part of your community work part of your redshift you know the the Nantwich buddies etc that you've got to take some credit for this this is the things that you like drop a seed and then just think now of all the friendships I've made from the person that you brought yeah. in so it's trying to reflect that back on you really that I think sometimes we forget and we get lost in our day-to-day stuff like you said the bane of our our lives sometimes the things we love the, the, as much but that you've set and with all the Nantwich buddies like now with one of the ladies I volunteered and shopped for she was a right tough old bird to use her words and <laughs> she was and and I'm still in touch with her now and uh, her husband I think is sadly very ill but and that was from doing the volunteer work yeah. and that's something that you've instigated so I think it's something I just want to reflect back to you that that shows you one of the things that you've like it's a wonderful life 
you have made a massive difference <laughs> in my life. You wouldn't have brought him in, then I would not have been where we're at. So thank you to you. I like that twiddly finger point. <laughs> and you, you can't see it on a podcast. You this really can't wiggle the finger and point. <laughs> thank you very much, I ben. think that's so lovely because I think it's fantastic when you have somebody that comes into your life, like you were saying, you wanted something to change and then Ibiza Ben appeared. But also, um, on our last podcast, Nigel was talking about how we always default quite often to the things that we're not good at and we're rubbish and stuff like that. And Liz is maybe one of those sort of people. She does so much stuff. And this is like, this is the third time I've been in between jobs since I've known Liz and she's got me involved and stuff. So you should take credit, absolute credit for all of this stuff that you do. And I don't, I don't think you realise sometimes. Or she or she gets a credit of it. But I think sometimes it's I can but sometimes it's like when you people compliment you, you it goes in one if you're not feeling it yourself, it goes yeah. in one ear and out the other ear. Yeah, yeah. And I think like we're saying about that obviously this is called the happiness hub, and I think it's finding ways that we don't even realise that we do, that we self sabotage ourselves by doubting ourselves. And we just think, Oh, it's being normal, that's me. But everything we are is just a, a pattern that we've created. You know, that one of my favourite things I love teaching when I share, the, when I do workshops and talks and whatnot, is our mind is just a muscle. You know, you wouldn't go to the gym once and expect, you know, muscles. You wouldn't eat a salad and expect to be size six. Oh. Yeah, but what we... <laughs> fingers crossed. <Yeah. laughs> you know, super salad. Uh, but like, if it's got kale. But like, you know, that with mindset, people are like, oh, I've done a yoga day. I've done a bit of deep breathing. And I think it's something that we have to like work at and it's mm-hmm. something we have to keep on top of and it's something that that is it's the accountability that we don't normally do because we just slip into old patterns we'll put the news on we'll moan about ourselves we will moan about things that aren't going well which is just natural that's what humans do but it isn't natural in one way it's just something we've just trained ourselves to do and it's spotting those old patterns and, and smiling what's it called in brain studies it's called metacognition so when you start to observe your pattern you're like, oh, I'm doing that thing I normally do. Mm. I'm going to moan about myself. That has power in itself. That Recognising the- it and stopping it and going, oh, hang on, I'm doing it again. Yeah, and but then what we normally do then, and people are good at that, then they'll, then they'll, in some ways, their ego will come around and kick them again by going, oh, God, here I go again, but you're moaning about myself. And then it's back to square one. So it's more just neutrally just smiling and going, oh, here I go. Brilliant, I've spotted it. Rather than going, oh, can you feel the difference yeah. in the energy? And that's yeah. what, when I work with clients, it's just like going, look, it's amazing, you've spotted it. And then I call it pivot, you know, from friends. Pivot! Mm. I won't shout down the, uh, you know, that's Ross from friends, private friends joke. But like, you then spot the pattern and go, right, this is what I'm doing. I'm, I'm doubting this, I'm doing any difference in this community. And then just go, ah, that's what I used, that's what I used to do. Yeah. That's the old pattern that I've just installed in my brain that when you think of a certain person, when you think of Boris, when you think of Trump, when you think of Starmer, when you think of whatever, you, you, your brain goes to an automatic fired response about them. And the same with ourselves. Mm. And the thing is, when you spot that, and it, what's great about I love doing this type of stuff is giving people the power back to go, mm. you can change. It's just that you've just done one yoga session and expect to make a difference. Yeah, yeah. I had one client that he used to meditate in the morning. He won't mind me saying this, because I won't say his name. But like, and then he'd like moan the rest of the day and watch the news and complain. I'm like, it's like having a salad for breakfast and eating KFC, chicken, <laughs> yeah. pizza, and then going, why am I putting on weight? When you link mindsets to kind of like health of like food, it starts to make more sense mm. that we just sometimes through things happen in our life we put on mental weight and that's when I think our mental health um, oh I like yes. that but it makes more sense well, we do weight, yeah because no, people say well why this because all of a sudden mm. like if you eat food that's not great for you and again there's no obviously I'm not fat shaming anyway to perform if we put on weight so when you go to put on your jeans like, oh these are a bit tight that you notice it and the same with mindsets only when certain things happen we finally get over the mm. edge and the idea of this is to see people i always try and get people to realize that mindset or their what their thoughts and patterns are like a you know when you see your computer on your cpu mm. if you've got a normal computer if you press control alt delete you get your little task manager that tells you how much your computer how fast what percentage your computer's running at but if you're holding on about the news and complaining about your neighbour and complaining about the weather and moaning about mm. Brexit and moaning about this and whatever, Brexit or no Brexit, you're running those programmes already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's spotting those and smiling and going, look, is this really worth it? And as you start to let things go, your computer is running yeah. with more free energy. And when you see it like that, like the mental, you know, mental way, we just, a lot of that mental weight has been chucked on us through life experiences. But sadly, a lot of it we, we put on ourselves. Because mm-hmm. it's just, it's nice to say we just get yo so used to moaning and hopefully... 
we can be, it's not about being in the happy place. You've got to be, see, everything's perfect. Mm. Everything's not perfect, but it's all about solution orientated yeah. rather than problem orientated. Yeah. That isn't great. What can we do about it? And that's what this type of thing is mm. brilliant for. And it's none of this is kind of mental health shame. And it's just that we've got to start seeing mental health like weight, that we can do it. It takes mm. time. It mm. takes effort. It takes commitment. What um, habits have you got? Like watch the news all day. Like I still see friends that say, I want to be more positive. I'll see the phone beep. BBC News update. Why? Yeah, 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 like, exactly. Like if you're going to do, you want your, your update on COVID, I totally get it. But watch at six o'clock when you get the, the update, not what Boris could say, mm. <laughs> oh, speculate yeah. about the whole day. Speculate, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And these are the things that people don't, and we were, we were chatting a bit off air about it, but like the idea of what things people, you can do practical like obviously I've got we've all got products and things and services that we provide but I'm doing this I want to help people help themselves I do it because I want people to feel the, kind of the benefits I've had through doing this but a lot of things we do we put on ourselves we the amount of news we watch the conversations we have the media we read again I'm not shaming anyone but it's like we've got to take responsibility for the mental food we're feeding ourselves mm. Yeah, you need to be informed, but not inundated. And the problem is with COVID, it's made everyone inundated with everything, with the vaccine, with the news, with the deaths, with the this and with that. And we're constantly bombarded with beeps and buzzes of what's going on. So no wonder that's like eating, 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 eating. Mm. No wonder our mental health is suffering. So we need to be informed, but inundated, I think that's what we don't need to be. And I think yeah. that's what sometimes we are without realising it. I think some of our listeners might be wondering why uh, Abitha Ben is talking about all this good stuff. I know, I was just thinking that, yeah. <laughs> so we need to introduce you properly. Um, so what is it that you actually do now then? Because you've talked about mindset. You know, what have you been doing more recently? Well, I hate labels. But like, okay. I've called myself a uh, mindset coach because mm. I think it's something that, you know, I, I love the... It's one of my passions of mine that I think I want to help people help themselves. The good old analogy of, you know, give a man a fish, feed him for a day, teach him to fish, mm. feed him for a lifetime. And we just don't know this. We all know what foods we should eat. Remember at school when we had like a little healthy wall, we'd put pictures of like apples and then we'd like put an unhealthy wall, which is like crisps and cake and stuff. We all know what foods we should eat, whether or not it's up to us, especially at Christmas. Um, we all know we should exercise. But if someone said to you, how do you deal with jealousy? How do you deal with sadness? How do you deal with someone dumping you? We don't get taught that we just get shoved out in life and we have to deal with it mm. and we're all just blagging it as best we can this adult life going well i don't have to deal with this and then we kind of hide certain emotions we feel embarrassed like even things like jealousy we all get jealous but we don't like to say because like, it's embarrassing it's a, an adult. It's a bad, people think it's a bad emotion don't they and that's the key if we start to see emotions and start to fit, stop the fear of emotions and start to see them as just neutral then we start they start to kind of transmute and move through a lot easier so to answer your question, I just got fascinated by the power of the mindset and, and, and the power that we had within us without realising it. And it was something that I've studied and done workshops and for 10 years been doing this. And it's only in the past year I've been doing it professionally since uh, January. So before the uh, C <laughs> word. Cool, yeah. Um, so, yeah, but it's been a great learning curve. But yeah, and it's something I've got I'm passionate about. So I taught for eight years at a local college. But, but I used a lot of this with the students mm. and uh, as well when one-on-one um, -on -one and uh, in my actual classes. And it's just something that I just, I, I want people to enjoy life. I think we, we, we lose that fun in it. And I think this is what I, I love doing. So it's help people help the mindset because your mind's everything. It's always with you <laughs> wherever you go. So it's something just giving people tips and tools and sharing just common sense stuff to that they can implement practically and make a difference really and I, I know you said that you enjoy it and you, you love helping people and you've been a teacher before so it's obviously that's who, who you are but what got you into it what really sparked your interest and made you want to do what you do now I've always been interested in something more so when I was younger I always got like ghost books out UFO mm. books from school when I was little and I was always interested in like the universe and what went on and and it was only when I came back from repping not Ibiza Ben's diet time. And I started to kind of question, like not a midlife crisis, I was 26, 27. And I started to read like self-help books and law of attraction books and all these different like kind of aspects from the kind of real pragmatic brain stuff to the real kind of out there, universal laws, etc. But what I realized more and more was the passion that I had. Well, you don't have to believe anything. If you just, your mindset is your first and foremost, what you day to day you deal with. And it was that that I wanted to see. And I wanted to work on my own mental health because I, looking back then, I had <clears throat> I'd suffered from depression, I had anxiety, I had panic attacks, I would have social panic attacks, um, a, lot, well, a lot of people have, you know, um, and I've worked on them myself because I wanted to do it. And I feel that if I can do it, then anyone else can do it. And that's why I want to kind of share it that wherever you are, you can move forward. And the more I realise the brain is just a muscle, it just it just needs programming. Um, I always, the analogy I always kind of stick with is your brain is the computer, but you, your mind 
is the is Windows. So all it is is your brain just, just does what it's told. So we've just got to change those programs. And through things like hypnotherapy is obviously a great a great way. But there's all different things we can do to install those programs and to get rid of the ones that we don't that don't mm. particularly work for us. And when you see it like that and see it more as a kind of because you know if you cut your calories and go to the gym you will lose weight. Scientific fact, calorie deficit, you will lose weight. And be very simplistic, but that's a general mm. gist. The great thing about your mindset, the same way, it just needs reprogramming. Now, it's a very simplistic answer, and there's a lot of different ways and, and means you can do that. But when you start to see there's just the science and the pragmatic reasoning of that, then it gives you that power and like hope that you can make a difference, rather than like, oh, this is me, I'm always nervous, oh, I'm always panicky, oh, I'm always negative on myself. And I'm not trivialising anyone doing that, but what I'm saying is, that was you. This moment now is a culmination of everything you've thought and felt. In this moment, we're creating our new pathways. But what we do as humans is copy-paste, copy-paste, copy-paste. Every morning we get up, we put on that sandwich board of who we are. I'm Ben, I'm anxious, I'm nervous, I've got low self-esteem, etc. And again, this is not shaming anyone, but that's what we do. But what I like with clients is say, that was you. And yes, it probably will be for a little bit longer, but who is, who are, who is the new you're going to build? Who is the person you're building from now? who would you like to be because we never do that we never mm. ask who we are is in a in, in a kind of looking forward way we we say who we are looking past and then we just paste and paste and paste mm. it so it's giving people the hope that they can change and it but it does take time like the analogy always, and it's actually recently, it recently happened so i basically moved my underpants and socks door we've all done this <laughs> so i've moved my, where are we going now <laughs> oh, you wait the party's just started <laughs> um so basically, I move them in a pattern sock drawer, upper drawer. Right. So what did I do? Bear with me with this. There's nothing else in there. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> oh, see why I love Ben. <laughs> Just lower the tone. This what we come for a serious podcast, pointless. Um, so I move my drawers. All right. Guys, <laughs> like a innuendo off. Um, I move my drawers up once. Move the pattern socks from the drawer up. So what happened? What did I do for the first? Well, literally, it was four to five weeks ago. So the first two to three weeks, what did I do? Went the, the old draw, yeah. because that's exactly mm. what we do when, when habits happen. When something happens, we are triggered the same way. I didn't kick myself. I don't go, oh my God, Ben, I can't believe you keep going to the wrong draw. I just <laughs> went to the new draw and went, oh, it's here. Now, literally the past week, I go to the new draw, virtually every time now. The odd time I go to the old draw. So now I've made that new pathway in my brain. That, that my pathway is when I'm thinking, under pants and socks, I'm thinking that top draw. Mm. Now, as trivial as that sounds, that is a great metaphor and even a true story of how a mindset <laughs> works. Like... We somehow just go, oh, I'm going to make a difference, I'm going to be positive, and then just do it for a day, and then go, oh, it don't work. Like, But with that underpants and socks, I had no choice. My underpants and socks were there. I eventually just trained myself to do it. When you see life like that, then it gives you that hope that you can do it, and it is actually just commitment, mm. and that's what we understand it's very hard to do. So that's something that I, I like to share, and that's what, something that I've just done. So everything I share, I've not done a course, where suddenly I've come off this course all zingy and going, oh, do this, do this. I've lived it for 10 years. And like anyone, if I ate food that was unhealthy, I'd put on weight. If I watch the news over and over again, if I get involved with conversations over and over again, I can feel it. It feels mm. icky. I feel ugh, like I do when I eat rubbishy foods. And so I have to keep on it all the time. It's not like I'm just suddenly zen and I've won the award and that's it, I'm done. You've transcended. I, yeah, I'm done, transcended. Uh, you know, utopia's here. But what I know is like anything, if you if I put a bit of weight on over Christmas, like, right, okay, I need to kind of cut back a little bit. I know what to do. And the same with this, that you can, you've got some sort of kind of focal point Direction. to head towards. Yeah. I think this is the, the one of the reasons that I wanted to set up the Happiness Hub was because I don't think sometimes people know what they need to do for their mental health. So... I'm really badly addicted to social media and it's because part of it is my job as well and once you're in there mm. it's just like oh what the yeah. you have a cat and some gin and uh, Ben's underpants I don't know, you don't know what that's a different website under. altogether how do you get access to that Liz <laughs> that's but for you I, I always remember somebody saying to me about the phys your physical self and your mental self are very closely linked and I think there's still work to be done around that but somebody said to me about you know when you fall over and you cut yourself or you break your leg you put a plaster on or a cast or something and your body fixes yourself but when there's something wrong with your mental health what do I do how do I get a plaster on my brain mm. and so there's lots of things out there that people can do themselves every day and I know it's not as easy 
for some people to others but there are stuff that people can do but it's recognizing it isn't it and going okay this is what I need to do actually reading the news is really bad for my health or I haven't been able to sleep recently so I'm not having my phone I'm Mm. I'm getting my book and reading my book Mm. just little things like that but sometimes you just don't think about it there's two things I want to say firstly like you said about the the habits and this is what I, I work with a lot of clients with which is the idea of what is your mental diet and i said a, a touched upon it before but people go oh, well, just what we do we just watch the news we scroll on the facebook i'm like yeah but if you're going to keep doing what you're doing you're going to keep getting what you get mm-hmm. so if you really want to make a difference you've got to decide to change it and it's not me being like again shaming anyone i'm just saying that like you would at the gym you have a pt to say look put your back stronger put your back shoulder shoulders back arm up so you get the right uh, muscle movement and the same with this so with it like i did a, a thing at the beginning of 2020 which was like 20 mindfulness tips and you said a lot of them already going outside you know we can do a list if you wanted to of things that people can do that are practical but the, one of the biggest ones is the media intake is i'd say especially this year the news intake yeah. Yeah. but with social media because you start off all right you're in the right mood you then scroll then you see someone fighting about wearing masks or someone fighting not about wearing masks or vaccine or no vaccine and then you go oh, i can't believe they wrote that and then you can without realizing it's so subtle you get dragged down by the social media now i'm not a social media shamer again because i've got friends that live around the world i get to see their kids grow up amazing and there's so many positive as- attributes it brought people together but it's that subtle slide of your emotion as you start to scroll because you'll spot things you don't agree with. You'll spot things that people are saying things and, and it's that. And it's so with clients, I always try and cut them down to 15 minutes a day and then use that time to, to do other things as well. I wanted to touch, because um, I'm sure we'll come up on other tips of, of, of health, happiness and well-being. But I wanted to talk upon your thing about the cooks. It's a really good analogy. If you cut yourself, you put your body, it hurts. And I always try and use that of mental health. So hypothetically, if we cut ourselves, we know, ouch, it hurts. So your body, your, if I cut my hands, it hurts. It bleeds, so there's a visual sign that I'm hurt. But I also know my body will heal. In time, my body will heal. Yeah, mm. it might get a bit itchy as it scabs over. Um, but in time, you don't shout at your hand, heal. <laughs> you know that in time, you don't go mad, like, why is my hand still cut? <laughs> you, know, you know it's because it takes time to heal. And the same with emotional scars. But then people say, well, why do I feel like I am um, not healing? Well, a lot of times, one, we don't accept our emotions. We don't accept that I feel, I swear, but a bit rubbish today. I don't allow how I feel actually sad that my business has gone, or I'm not allowed to feel. We don't allow our emotions. And when we don't allow them, they just fester. So the analogy mm. I'm sure Liz remembers is, if I said to you, don't think of a pink elephant, you've thought of one. You can't not, not think something. So when you're trying to not be depressed or not be angry at the, the state of the world or not be angry at how you've been treated, then it just gets bigger and pinker the elephant so the first step to do is accept it that you're cut and it's okay and mm. it's absolutely fine and there's people like yourself that are here if i was called the deep cuts there's counselors there's people that can really help you like if you've got a deep cut you need a stitch just to help you get get things back together so sometimes i'll say to clients you might need if it's a bigger cut you might need some external help to help you get going with that and get the healing process started but naturally if we start to allow our emotions and accept them and know that they're okay and we're not trying to fight them. Actually, I feel rubbish today or I feel sad. Just that acceptance rather than going, oh no, I'm going to fake it. And this is where the happy police have come in over the years and all the kind of be positive. There's no point putting happiness, the happy things on your wall if you feel rubbish inside, it just emphasises you're not mm. there. Mm. So the, the power of just going, do you know what, I feel rubbish today. And, 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 actually, and that's where the power of talking, the power of sharing. I'm not here to say one level to be positive, but allow your emotions, share how you feel. This is where the fine line is. If there's a difference between sharing how you feel and how upset you are, or how angry you feel, or just jealous other people have got it better than you, than going, dragging up your ex, or dragging up some stuff from the past. And that's a difference people do. You've seen on Facebook when they go, oh, I don't know why I bother. And then, <laughs> you know, you're like, oh, here we go. Hey, Sandra, <laughs> what's wrong? Yeah, and like, what's the pun? You know, that type of thing. But can you feel a difference in the yeah. energy of actually you accepting how your emotions are? So the first step is that. And then what times a lot of people do is, I say metaphorically, pick their scab. Mm. They'll talk about their ex all the time. They'll talk about, they'll, they'll moan about the weather all the time. They'll moan mm. about what happened to them two years ago. Now, they're valid, but, it, but they, you know, in the sense of their experience, and I'm not trying to say that it wasn't valid what they went through, but if it was two years ago, what happened to you? Do you want to hold on to it? Mm. And it's that famous Buddha quote about holding on to resentment holding on to resentment, holding on to anger, is like holding on to hot coals. The only person it burns is you. But as a society, we've had this flip, this stupid myth, that if we let go, they win. 
actually by us holding on they yeah, win they yeah. being the government they being mm. covid they being your ex they being your mm. neighbor they being the weather mm. actually by deciding to start making that mental click of going hang on me holding on to this resentment towards my neighbor is actually poisoning me yeah. it's burning me not mm. him or her mm. they don't care mm. and it's just certain things like you said about happiness just certain things we're not trained and even just to see things from a different perspective just helps you deal with things better like yeah i'm allowed to be angry but actually when this subsides like kids i know i've said to you before liz but kids are our best teachers they're fun they let things go like my aunt my cousin's a bit older now when they were younger they would scream the house down crying <laughs> if they weren't allowed to play on their ipad two minutes later with their probably tears still drying on their face they're laughing and joking mm. because they allow their emotion to express them they heal they're done mm. what we do as adults is fester keep in shouldn't feel it push 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 down and then all of a sudden we crack and then there's some sort of mental health issue which is absolutely valid and true in loads of cases so it's more about being free of our emotions mm. allowing them but also not dragging stuff up for the sake of conversation for the sake of habit mm. or i saw my ex today she's done this or he's done this or it's them it's these things that are just common sense I think yeah why am i doing this and sometimes we misery likes company. So we like dragging stuff up. And, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? So it, it's all conscious things that we can do without realising we're doing them. And that's all. Like you said, people don't know. And I was the same. And I'm not perfect. Far from it. But I spot and think, why am I having this conversation? Is this conversation make, making me feel any better? Mm. In the sense of, am I just dragging stuff up? Am I genuinely expressing how I feel? And, and then when you, going back to the, the scab analogy and the cutting when we start to express our emotions and allow them and let them to let them just be without fighting them, you, yeah, of course sadness exists and of course anger exists, but we move through them and just look at kids. They express them mm. and they move through them a lot faster. And I think that's something that we can learn from and play more, I think. Definitely. So it's about choice, isn't it? It's about how you choose to respond to a situation or choose to allow yourself to get drawn into that social media depths of goodness knows what and you how you choose to respond to your neighbour who's been a what's it and you know it's making those choices can i say yeah but in, interesting thing i wanted to put there as well that you're absolutely right and this is where i think that we've been lost again in the in the kind of happy police state where you've got to be zen like oh well i'm really mad at myself because i responded differently when a deer imagine if this is a true story if, if a deer is in the in the wild and a lion comes it doesn't sit there and go oh i better be zen <laughs> it, it poos its pants and runs off. It, off it goes into fight or flight mode yeah. so that is what happens so of course it goes into fight or flight mode it's fine for its survival so off it goes once it's in safe it might obviously be killed but if not it's, it's in safety after 15 minutes the deer is back to normal it's it's nervous system is back to normal fight or flight leaves its system do you reckon that deer next day goes bloody hell yesterday i was chased by a lion oh it's the anniversary of being chased by a lion oh that's that lion that chased me it lets it go yeah. but as adults we don't we chew on we tell people we tell people next week we put on yeah. anniversary our anniversary when this happened or he's done this and it's a really good analogy about that because one it's the sense of we're allowed that 15 minutes so if someone does something to you like someone cuts you off in traffic that is you going into fight or flight mode and it's valid that's why we have um, road rage because if someone cuts you off that car is a part of you so you feel like someone's physically pushed you and you're like oh what's going on here so you're allowed that and mm. that's the thing well, that's the thing i think people then feel bad about that try to make a positive change in their life oh i got mad about that person that cut me off yeah that's normal <laughs> you see what i mean yeah, so yeah, yeah. you're allowed that 15 minutes yeah. but then when it calms down take a step back and go right smile at yourself go that's mm. fine that's where i responded mm. but but how would i like to be how and that's when you can use the power then but i think sometimes people then want to be more positive then shame themselves when they have that 15 minutes of madness sadness mm. you know what i mean and yeah, it's that yeah. giving yourself that we're still human embrace those emotions mm. but when they've started to move through just ask right when i meet my mate tomorrow am i going to tell her that thing that happened yesterday when i got cut off by that car yeah you know the deer don't do it i know i'm not a deer but like and it's that it's these just little metaphors and analogies that make me think well do i need to drag this up and then you know and add that it's feeding it sometimes having those conversations isn't it because i always remember about i don't know what it was maybe it was some sort of network training or something but they were saying like you know when you go in to have a conversation with somebody don't go in with something like oh bloody hell or some bloke just cut me up here on the way here sort of thing and you get leading with that you go and go and oh, i've had a great day today what's well, been great for you today ben and then that's where yeah. the conversation takes and then it follows because positiveness will what's the word i'm looking for contagious breed positiveness breed, yeah breed positiveness <laughs> yeah but also negativity breeds negativity as well yeah. so it's 
it's starting as you mean to go on. I think you're right. I think it's, it's it's a fine line between, like we said, the kind of, like if you run out of petrol, you wouldn't just put a full sticker on your tank because you're not going to get anywhere. The petrol still run out. So I think a lot of it, and you're absolutely right, I'm not, you, your point is valid. What I'm saying is a lot of times people, when they are feeling bad, will then try and fake happiness. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and like, oh, I've had a, you know, and, it, and I want people to know that it's not me say, saying you've got to be positive all the time. Mm. It's about, that's where you, people like yourself come in and, and can help people in that position. But it's the general day-to-dayness of life, like you said, where we can discuss things that are great or things that aren't. And the problem is in some ways that the happy kind of positive police have tainted the positive outlook. People do think you've got to be happy all the time. If you're not in a good vibe, don't come near me. Well, of course, if my friends are upset, I'm going to accept them in and help them. But like you said, it's the general day-to-dayness of actually what is going well. And there's talk of, there's many t- studies done about the power of gratitude. Now, we joked before about fun about play, kindness. There's studies done by, I think the University of Stanford did a study on kindness. Um, the University of California did a study on gratitude. And the set, I can't remember which one did about fun. But these three emotions, so gratitude, kindness, and fun, things that we just kind of go, oh yeah, that's, isn't it beautiful? But they're actually scientifically proven to improve your mood, to lift depression, to make you feel better, to be more engaged. Things that co- don't, don't cost anything. Yeah, in a society, we kind of brush them aside as, oh, the end of the news, let's put something positive on. That should be our first port of call, yeah. celebrating and being grateful in our lives. Now, again, if you're feeling rubbish, you might only be grateful for like, you know, you've got, you know, you've just survived the day, but it's making that choice to go, what am I grateful for? Because remember, your brain is just a computer that's run by you. So when you give yourself an open-ended question of what am I grateful for, then your brain goes, oh, and at first it won't, this is a weird question. <laughs> and then we ask what I hate, what things I don't like. But eventually it will start to give you answers. And that's mm-hmm. the thing about retraining your brain. Like um, on the, I know we'll probably talk about it on the app that I've produced that, I get them every day to write five things they're grateful for. Not just in a whimsical, like, yeah, just tell me what you're grateful for. But because it it helps wire your brain to think differently, but actually going, what am I grateful for? And I had a few people message me saying, it's really hard to think of five things a day. And I laughed with him like it was was a joke within us. I'm like, yeah, but isn't that funny? We can't even think of five things we're grateful for. I said, because we're so used to not thinking of things we're grateful for. And then people wonder why we're, we're so heavy as a nation um i know this year has been very different but because we're constantly looking for negativity rather than positivity it's like the people i know i've said this in a podcast before but i am pig sick of people saying oh this has been an awful year it's been an awful year can't wait to get this year over with yes i get that it has been a different year it's been a challenging year there are some people that have had horrendous upheaval and all sorts of things to deal with but I honestly don't think that every single person that has told me it's been an absolutely horrendous year has really had an absolutely horrendous year. They almost sort of see that as a, it's acceptable to say that because everyone else is saying that it's been really SH1T when actually you've had more time with your family, you've had more time in your garden, you've been off work and paid, you've been, you know, there's lots and lots of positives, even if it's just you've reorganised your underwear drawer and you feel a little bit more sorted or you've learned how to I don't know whatever ride a bike whatever it is you've done there there are positives that that can be taken from this year and I think there's lots and lots of positives personally that I've taken from this year big time mm. and it, it does sadden me that it's almost I I'm almost now saying this out loud like I did a few weeks ago on a podcast and almost being nervous to say out loud actually 2020 has been a really really good year for me in lots and lots of ways because so many people out there going, it's been really bad. It's been really bad. I can't wait to see the back of it. Change your perspective and look at what has been positive in it and see how that makes you feel. I think with it that you, you're absolutely right. And, and it's that thing of being fearful of actually having a good year or fearful of being happy. There's a weird fear of actually being happy and smiling. Yeah. Because it's like, well, you can't because some people are really suffering. But there's effort, someone suffering every year. And if that was me that was... Because I've had a year, like I started my business in January. So I... When COVID hit, I couldn't get, this is not violin, because again, a lot of people have had a lot worse than me, but I couldn't get any self-employment benefit. I couldn't get any, so I didn't get any, paid anything for that. Um, I got nothing from furlough. So I literally lived on universal credit for £400 a month. My mortgage was 450 And so I could easily, like, and I literally had to downscale, I sold things, I looked within, I used this time to kind of change my business. So like you, I went mm. through um, a lot of change personally where I put the business originally I was going into schools and businesses obviously I couldn't do that so when I went to more zoom coaching and then I put the idea of an app and people could remotely 
kind of put the things in and I could keep an eye on them and I could do that as well. And also, I sold my car, bought a camper van, so I downscaled my posh automatic super fast car to a 20-year-old truck um, that I go and like go away in now and, you know, down to a manual. If push really came to travel, you could live in. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> in your parents' garden. Exactly. I could live there. But I think it's all it is about perspective and I'm not here to say that I've had it any worse than anyone else. Some people have been paid to, to be off and, and paint the houses and stuff. And again, that, again that's trivialising it. But like, and some people have had it really awful. They've lost their jobs, lost their, lost their livelihood. So it's not here, like you mm. said, to, but they also... <clears throat> There's a lot of, been a lot of positives from it. The community is coming together. Mm. Like my neighbours know each other better than ever. The NHS claps just gave me goosebumps every week. You know, it's shown you what a great country we've got. And I mm. think I think a lot of people are a lot tired and want things to move forward. But you're right, there's so many more positivity. Mm. But even before this, people didn't like to be positive and, and happy because they always felt bad that there people that were worse off than them. But if that was me and I was in a really bad position, I'm glad some people got furloughed. I'm glad some people were in a better position than me. And then I'd want them to be happy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why'd I want them not to be? You know, and I think it's that guilt we have on ourselves that we, we can't be happy mm. the, and in these times. No wonder so many people are stressed and anxious because we don't know what we're supposed to be, whether we're supposed to be happy yeah. or... And I have so many clients that come to me and say to me that, you know, they've got problems with anger and they don't want to be angry and they're seeing being angry or being sad, bad um, emotions that we talked about. And I, I know what you're saying about the happy police and everything. I think it stems a lot further back than that, doesn't it? Especially we talk about male health and men coming in and just not even being able to express their emotions. Bottling all that, that complete incongruence between masking or however you, you want to call it and how they're actually feeling. No wonder people are wondering, well, what, what, am, what emotions am I supposed to be displaying? Yeah. I think firstly, for everyone that, that I'd be listening, I think the first thing is want to allow the emotions. I think you're absolutely right. If it, the nail on the head, which is how many people say anger is a negative emotion? Mm. It, it, just it's just emotion. There. It's there for uh, a reason. Exactly. There's so many positive things come from anger. Like there's so many kind of movements and so many things even happened this year that, that's come from anger and, and frustration. And it's just feel the relief just going, I'm allowed to feel angry. I'm allowed to feel peed off. Yeah. I'm allowed to feel sad. I'm allowed to feel jealous. There's some people, like I know some people that work 12 hour shifts all the way through COVID mm. in nursing homes, etc. cetera. Um, they didn't have any furlough, didn't have any time off, you know. <clears throat> so they're allowed to be annoyed. It's, it's, it's allowing your emotions because when we allow them, they start to dissipate. But it's not like trying to push them away. So again, the elephant gets bigger and pinker. Um, and I think it's that I want people to, and I think you do as well, and I think we all do here, is, is start to allow our emotions in the sense of, just in, appreciate them for what they are and not try and fight them because that and when you start and with a lot of clients I've worked with when they start to allow how they feel and go I just feel like this they can see in their faces already straight away a little lift that they're allowed to feel and I'm not going to judge them for feeling angry or feeling jealous or saying like I have people with kids that have missed being themselves not like love being a mum but feel guilty that they, they miss being Gemma <laughs> do mm-hmm. you know what I mean rather than mum so it's all about allowing our emotions and being there for each other. And that's where talking is amazing and sharing. That is where the talking side and expressing your emotions is fantastic. But then a lot, especially in our societies, then we just drag up stuff to talk about. We'll watch the news and, you know, we will slate things that, you know, because it's just cool to do. We'll slate that person on media. We'll, it's that choice. And I think this is what we're kind of showing here. It's all about the, the expression of, of our emotions and allowing them without dragging up something. And we, the normally we can feel a difference. When you express how you feel, there's a feeling of relief. When you drag some up, it doesn't feel good. No. And I think that is the key to kind of go yeah. forward with. Yeah. Am I, is this productive? Yeah, because I feel like I'm sharing something I don't feel good. Slate in your ex or slate <laughs> in your neighbour, then you then you think, right, this is this is me choosing yeah. to hold that hot coal. We are coming to the end of our podcast. We have not gone into finer detail of your app. So I think it's time for you. To, you've mentioned it a few times. Tell us about your app. Well, yeah, basically, I do one-to-one Zoom coaching where I can help people through um, letting their emotions go. There's some techniques that I do. So that is what I do as well, one-to-one Zoom coaching. But I decided that, like, the discussion actually is a perfect wrap-up, really, for the podcast is, like, with a PT in or with some sort of um, eating, uh, well, uh, eating habits and plans, you need some sort of structure. So I've realised with a lot of my clients, they'll say, oh, they book every month, but then they're like, I feel great, and then but I just now and again, I wobble a little bit off, and that's why they book me every month, which is great. What I realise is what they really want is some sort of accountability. Tell me what to do to help me change. Because like you said, we don't know what to do. 
So I've come up with the idea of doing an app where it's a six-week course, really. It's a six-week course on an app. So basically, you log in on week one, and there's a video to watch. So as my online seminar I did earlier on in the year, so there's a two-hour seminar which talks all about the idea of the emotional scale, um, observing your emotion, the pink elephants, all things we discussed today. So it's actually like a workshop for them to watch, like homework, and just enjoy it. And then I give them tasks to do and explain why. Explain why the power of gratitude. So they have to put, like, week one, I think, is five things they're grateful for. And then, yeah, so it's literally giving them accountability. So each week, there's a different video. There's I do a recap, a written recap, and then just struct things for them to do and exercise if they want to. Like on there's a list of positive news websites. So it's all things that it's just structured accountability they have to tell me. Things they're grateful for, things like talking about going for walks have you gone for a walk today yes or no so then I can log in my side and I can see exactly what they've done so I can message and say oh so you've not walked for a few days is everything okay you know why how are you mm-hmm. feeling or, or if they're saying they're not feeling great um I'm like well I can see you've not done this or I can just see from their their gratitude lists things like they're grateful for and and, and discussing that and expressing that more so it just gives the accountability so each week there's more things from to do but i'm not chucking everything at you because i know a lot of people have got kids lives jobs it's just enough that you can do and the video like we serve just new perspectives you know um if, if i have to look at things and and i just love it i just think it's i'm dead proud of it because mm. i think it's something that you can do without me there but I'm here to help. So part of, part of the package is you get free 15-minute Zoom call with me or a phone call just to kind of discuss it and see if any help you want with anything. And then there's different kind of packages after that, that with Zoom calls and et cetera. But the app itself is £100 for a six-week course. And anyone that's done courses will know that's, I think, really good value for a six-week mm. course. And everything's on your app. So Ooh. instead of scrolling and looking at what Betty's doing next door and moaning about a cat pooing in front of her garden, you know... Um, <laughs> It's, it's, it's there. Sorry. <laughs> well, we might as well finish on it. But yeah, so you've got something to do and it's, it's all links to like positive news websites, videos and stuff in there as well. Yeah, sounds really good. What's the, what's the app called? Well, it's just, it's just my, my app. So it's just, I've not really called it actually. It's just, oh. um, so if you just go to my website, which is benjaminstubbs.com or one word. Uh, and then there's a link to it on there as well. Mm-hmm. And, then you can, and you're but, on social media and things like Yeah, well, Benjamin yeah. Stubbs Mindset Coach. But the best probably thing to go to is benjaminstubbs.com and there's all links to it from there. We'll but, put uh, everything in the show notes. How can you not can give your it? app a name? How do you find it? Let's cut the app. No, no, it's not That's on the called- app store. So basically, because I have to limit it, I should have said this, because obviously I can't have like, I'm not saying I've got hundreds of people, but I can't have hundreds of people so I can't support you, can I? So I'd send you it directly. Uh, so you buy it and I send it to you. So that's why there's app. no name. Private. <gasps> Exclusive. Exclusive. Unfortunately, yes. Liz, there's no pictures of my underwear drawer. Ah, I don't want it. I don't want it. I'm not, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> oh, I let that go later. Could, we, could call it the underwear app. <laughs> Might sell a few more. Sort your drawers out. But thank you very much for the invite. I really appreciate it. And I think it's a great podcast what you're doing. I think it's great that people are sharing the idea of happiness and getting different voices on. Because the thing is, not one size fits all. That's what I love about this. You mm. know, some people will think I'm too out there for them. You know, it's great. Everyone's making their difference. And I think it's just uh, voices that need to be heard. So thank you very much. What do you do, Ben, for your own mental health and what makes you happy? <laughs> you not Good. been listening for that half hour. Yeah, so basically, yeah, very similar. I make sure I go for walks. So yeah. just to be very quick, uh, is I, I need to go outside. I realise the power of light. I suffer from SAD in the winter. So I know that if I need light so I go out for light uh, I exercise as much as I can I minimize social media I minimize news I don't really watch the news everything I need to know I find out through other means if it's like a, a big COVID update like with tears then I'll quickly check the six o'clock news and then I just choose that the time that I've got to do stuff that makes mm. my heart sing like I'll watch uplifting tv shows I won't watch murder documentaries or things like that I will listen to music that makes me my heart sing I'll play piano I'll do things that make my heart singing i think deep down every listener's got those things that we just kind of put to one side we're too busy if we've got time for six part netflix drama we've got time to play the piano to draw to to play games mm. for our kids do you know what I mean it's it's making them conscious decisions to go right how does this make me feel this six part netflix drama might make, just numb my brain but could i do something else yeah. i think that's i'm still learning but they're the type of things that i do and i think if we all did that there's a lot of things we don't do and they're the things that give us a joy and bliss that i think we're missing yeah. yeah, I think on the Netflix thing's a good one because so many people. Are like, oh yeah, I'm going to watch this and I've watched this and and I, I was saying to a colleague just today, oh, I'm going to have, I'm going to give myself a day because there are quite a few things I'd like to watch which I haven't watched, I haven't made time to watch them, but then I have been doing other things. But there've been a couple of box sets that MJ and I've watched, and we've both got to the end and gone, oh my god, that's six hours of my life. I'm not going to get back. 
that I'm not doing that again. End of. I'm not doing it. So unless I've got a really, really good recommendation from somebody that I really trust and knows what I like, I just don't watch anything at yeah. all because I've got so many more things I could be doing in my time than being brain numbed watching stuff. Because I don't know, again, shame people that watch it. Cause some people have had like 12 hour shift. They want something to just, I know yeah, people used to yeah. quiet the mind down, but people say like, why do I feel like I'm missing something? And a lot of times what we're missing is that connection to who we are, that connection to creativity <clears throat> that we have when we were ch- ch- when we were children. The, the, the drawing, the colouring, the playing, the dancing, the singing. There's things that we all like that we've all got passions for that we don't follow. And I think they're the things that people say, what am I missing in life? It's that. We we just don't give ourselves time for it. We don't give our times to paint, give us time to go out and draw or go out and do things, go out and play football, you know. And I think it's that, Liz. Mm-hmm. I think I'm not shaming anyone for w- wanting to watch a six-hour uh, Netflix binge, but I'm saying, but how do you feel doing it? And I yeah. think a lot of people say, I just feel, ugh. And it's just a way to pass the time. Mm. And I think that's what I realised, that I don't want to pass the time away. I'm turning mm. 40 next year. I don't want to get to the point where I'm like, oh, just wait some time till tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I put Netflix on. Like, I started playing the piano, so I'm like trying to learn a new piano, Christmas song. And I feel like, I just feel connected when I'm yeah. playing piano. Do yeah. you know what I mean? I don't, and I feel like a buzz and I feel like nothing else matters. And it gives me that little bit of peace that I don't get from Netflix. And what's the odd thing? Yeah. I watch, I don't know if I can say it, because it sounds like swearing, but it's called Shit's Creek. But that's really funny. And that's an uplifting programme. I've it's heard spelled, of it. I haven't yeah. watched it, yeah. But my friends only recommend stuff that's uplifting. I don't want to watch a blimmin' murder documentary. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what, but there was something you said earlier that reminded me of this and then talking about programmes. Have, have you watched any of the Bob Mortimer, Paul Whitehouse Go Fishing programmes? Do you know what? No, but my nephew loves it. He was oh. watching the other day when I went round. They are so, just so lovely and they've just formed this real sort of like fabulous friendship and it's not just about them like Bob's always falling over he's not got very good a relationship with gravity <laughs> but it's also they're doing lovely things for each other and they're talking about their their families and visiting where they grew up and stuff like that it's just a real feel good wholesome funny program it's because of the connections I think that's the thing we we, we we lose and I think we get so lost in just social media and other different things, we forget that what really makes humans tick and what we've really missed during COVID is connections. Mm. With And that's why I think normal people, which seemed, everyone seemed to watch, which I did love, because it was all about normal people having normal connections. And I think that the, just being authentic with how we feel, going back to like wrapping it up with the mental health, you know, that how we feel and who we are and what we like and what we don't like and our fears, you know, the things we're scared of and the things we love about life. That's why people are like that fishing show, like my nephew loves it, my mum and dad watch it with my nephews, is that thing because we're building connections with each other. And I think that's something that's free that we don't even do. We're just so used to moaning and complaining and we don't actually realise that actually talking about our families, talking about things we're grateful for, mm. talking about things that make us tick. And when we do, like you said, it spreads. When I've been in staff rooms and I've turned, and I've gone, oh, I'm bored of moaning, let's talk about something else. And, and everyone changes. Mm. People want to be positive, but they don't want to be the first one putting their hands up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We all like it. Yeah. Like we say we love a little bit of smut as well, and a bit of innuendo. <laughs> oh, yes. Really? Oh, yes. <laughs> right, Ben, one more time. Contact details for you. Okay, website, quite easy. www.benjaminstubbs.com or find me on social media. Excellent. Oh, it's so cheesy doing that. <laughs> and you won't find him under Ibiza Ben on social media. I think that might be long gone, just in my world. Might be. I think there's the odd picture of me with my little oh, deck, my deck, that grandma decks. <laughs> I've got long blonde hair on that. Yeah. Oh, quite similar to Liz's. <laughs> well, thank you very much for the invite. Thank you very hey, much welcome. indeed for having us. And I'm glad you've had a lovely Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> thank you very much. Happy New Year. <laughs> bye bye. You're listening to The Happiness Hub, part of the Redshift Community Podcast Network with me, Liz Parkin. And me, Kedron Elliott. Every episode, we'll share top tips on how to get happy and stay happy. So listen in, get involved and be happy.